Guys, Matt Palmer just put me on a broken chair for this podcast and he knows that I wiggle and I shake my big juicy booty and I don't think he was taking me into consideration. How, how has the process been since you've been in the chair? It's been fine. I've it's been, been fine, but you know I might get, we have a lot of topics topics to talk about. It's true. This podcast, yes. as you warned the people. Yes. And so I, I'm going to get really excited and heated about that. Yeah. And so I might just... Have my chair collapsed. Like, I'm. what's her name? Goldilocks. <laughs> I don't foresee that. It's just, I we, I was putting together some furniture over the weekend and the chairs. Just the, the top part of them could come off. But if you are weighing it down while being seated, you're not going to have a problem. Weighing it down. How... What do you mean by that? I'm just saying you're a person, you're human size, and so humans will have enough weight. How dare you call me a human size? <laughs> I feel like it would be weird if you weren't as a human. I weigh as much as Marcel the Shell. Okay. <laughs> I don't believe that's true. And I think that's okay. We're body positivity here at Two Gay Mats. Max, I don't know if you're on board, if it's 2022 where you live, but it's 2022 where I live. Listen, I will have to be on board. I will have to learn to love and accept myself at some point. Someone came in. But today is not that day. (laughs) I feel like someone came in a mood today. (laughs) I'm getting a lot of emotions from this part of the screen. I'm in a mood, but I'm a still mood. Okay, good. Because I don't want to fall. I'm excited for that. For you to either fall or not fall. It'll be great television. (laughs) You know, we're making a show. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Two Gay Mats Podcast. It's Matt Palmer. And it's Matt Steele. Another week. Yeah. This week actually there are a lot of dumb news stories to get through, which does not always happen. And a lot of serious um, stories. There are some ser- I've, I've just had read the dumb ones, so yes. Oh, there are some serious there are some, ones. Yeah, some ones yeah. that are serious and like not as fun, but there are fun ones too, so everyone's, you know, buckle up. It's going to be a hodgepodge. It's going to be a, a beautiful salad. It's going to be a wild ride. Some vegetables that like we need to eat, that we need to stomach, yes. and then like some t- cranberries yes. thrown in there for well, fun. I, vegetables are like nutritious. I feel like it's more like there's some, um, what's like a gross food? <laughs> What's like a gro- slop. Uh, raw tomatoes. No, not just for you. For all of us. <laughs> this is all about me right now, okay? <laughs> Matt Steele, since we're speaking of you. Yes. How was your week? My week was very nice. Yeah. I had a, a lovely time. What did I do? I got my hair cut on oh, Friday. Went to Masood. Good. Masood did a lovely job because I'm going away to New Jersey next week. And, oh, so like, and Masood is going out of town for like a month. And so I was like, Masood, I'm going to need to get my hair cut in. And he was like, gotcha covered. Good. And so um, I did that. I also went... Uh, hung out with our friend Corey on, I believe it was Thursday. Yeah. Uh, we, or the thing we always do is we always go to a diner and get like pastrami and matzo ball soup and maybe like see a movie and, uh, which is what we did. But we also went to, in Silver Lake, there's a like Philly soft pretzel stand oh. that like is only open at certain times. It's, I think it's like a pop up thing. Okay. And I am from Trenton, New Jersey. Corey is also from the Philadelphia area. So we are very, Pro soft pretzel. Yeah. And so we went to the soft pretzel place and we were looking for, we had been talking about going to this place for a long time. And we get there, the woman tells us all about these soft pretzels and I am ready. I emptied my stomach for days beforehand. (laughs) I didn't know about your stomach emptying. And the woman was giving us the rundown and I was so excited. And Corey was like, that sounds great. I'll take one. And I was like, one, (laughs) bitch, I'm going to take four. And I was and like, how dare you only take one and have me take four? And these aren't small pretzels, I'm I know. These are like a good size, okay. like soft pretzel and everything. You better believe I ate them all. That in, day? Oh, that day. That hour. Okay. 
And that is why the chair is not wiggling because hey. I am weighing it down. Well, good. I'm glad you prepped for the podcast. I think that's a great thing. It was my prep for the podcast. <laughs> I think that's lovely. Yeah, Matt Palmer, what did you do? Well, Jackson has been out of town uh, this week. He left to visit his brother in Ohio mm-hmm. uh, on Tuesday. And so I think I may have like slightly overbooked myself because like every night since then I have like felt the need to do something socially or productivity wise because I've just been like, okay, I don't want to feel lonely or I don't want to like feel like I, you know, am needing a man to be happy. I can have a full life no, without. you do not need no man. Even with six, even just six days alone, I have to make sure I fill them up. And so uh, Wednesday, Janie had a birthday dinner, which was very fun that I went to. Thursday, my friend Joe, uh, he writes... He's a linguist and he works with a native tribe in the area and has like written and compiled a dictionary, like 800 some odd page dictionary to like preserve their language okay. and just finished that. So we hung out afterwards to celebrate. I thought you were about to say, and I, so I read that oh. while Jackson was gone. And I was just like, wow. You think you, I would read a dictionary, any language from cover to cover? I mean, you're a supportive friend. If I, I wrote a dictionary, you better believe it and you better be reading that and you better be reviewing it on two games. Oh my. Okay. Well, luckily that won't happen. So we don't have to cross that bridge because we'll never get there um then friday what did i do um oh i we went and we tried to throw pottery or throw clay i don't know the phrasing basically joe the same friend who wrote the dictionary uh does pottery and like the pottery making and ceramics kind of things and he was like i want to teach you guys who like are not as experienced and have this class and so i went not really imagining what the process of making these things would be like it was more just like oh my god then i won't have to go to west elm i'll have a bowl that like is pretty and like i can design myself but the, the whole thing is like the clay and once you get it wet and like have to touch it it's like Mud. It's like you're touching. Yeah. What do you think it is? And it, it's I clay. just I kept looking around and like my hands were really dirty. And I don't my, like my hands being dirty. My, I literally <laughs> had clay drying on my thighs, and I'm like, this is not for me. I'm not a a, a handy person. Were you dressed general. appropriately? I was, but even still, just the feeling of something. Like I don't even like when I'm making like a turkey burger to do the squeezing of the turkey with like mm-hmm. the egg. Like it's just not. And then like having to like, oh, I know I have to touch something else later. It, when I was a little kid, like you know how like everyone's like, oh, little kids love getting messy. I was never that Me neither. Kid. Not that I mean, shock. Ever. These two gay people <laughs> I like to remain neat. I was always just like, mm, so no. I tried to make one bowl, kind of folded it on itself and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to be the supportive picture taker. <laughs> And like supportive person that's like, oh, all of you all are doing beautiful work and I'm so impressed and proud of you. Let me go get a shrimp bowl because it's dinner time. I'll be back. Let me go get a shrimp bowl. <laughs> Wait, but didn't you like pay for that mound of clay that you... I think we are paying and I'm happy to pay. It just was just so like the... the it's just not for me. Like okay. the people are built for certain that things. That you're willing to eat that money? Yes. Because it was a Damn. time with friends. I could see Joe in his element. There was a lot that I could gain from it besides the clay that... Happened. And I bet that clay place was just like a score. We got that money, but we didn't have to use up that clay. We were all there, and like people, we were lucky to have Joe around that was like very much a member, but people were like, we're actually like kind of closing. Are you guys members here? And Joe was very nicely like, I'm the member, I'm the teacher, like leave them alone. But I was like, oh, it was like kind of intense in there. Everyone had their headphones in, so we weren't bothering them, but like, were we like drinking and eating in the back? Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know if they loved us. Listen, arts um, and crafts people are intense I, human beings. I learned that. My brother is one. Really? And when I was a child during the summers, he would always have like, because, you know, we would spend our summers together in the yeah. house with nothing to do. Our grandparents would watch us and everything. Yeah. We would always have a craft every single day for us to do <laughs> until when I realized I hate arts and crafts. There you go. And he was just like, you're doing it anyway. And I was like, Ugh. I don't know that I, if it was not messy, I think I could have gotten into it. The mess is what I don't like. Okay. So Saturday, what did I do? Oh, Saturday, I met with my friend Rory. And we were like, just going to like, I'm going to be putting out a song hurricane at some point. So it's like, I need shit for my socials. So we took some pictures and it was fun. Did that, went to the beach. Uh, And then today, this morning, I went to Outfest to see the premiere of a film called Art and Pep, which is a documentary about this couple um, in Chicago. They have been together, I think, 40 years, these two guys. And um, they opened a uh, gay bar together in Chicago called Sidetrack. And uh, Pep has been like the VJ for it, like one of the first video bars in the country. 
like that plays music. He was like came up with the idea of musical Mondays at gay bars. Oh damn! Like he's a big fucking deal. And then his husband Art is like a huge activist pushing for gay rights and like got more funding to go towards AIDS uh, funding in like the eighties when the epidemic was huge and you know pushed for Illinois gay marriage. They just started an amazing couple. It was an amazing documentary directed by Mercedes Kane. She did a beautiful job and she so kindly reached out to me uh, when she was making the film and was like, hey, we were looking for music from LGBT artists and I found the song of yours called Used to the Dark and I think it would be great as, you know, like the song in the credits for this, you know, film. Like, here's the trailer and I was like, yes, 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 yes. And so it was so lovely to be there to see the film all together and to hear Used to the Dark playing at the end and she even got up and like was thanking people who like worked on the film and said me and I was like, I guess like you used my song in the film, but I don't know that I'd count as working on you the film. You worked on the film. I it count was, you as working on films. It was very kind. And I just am so, I, everyone go to at Art and Pep on uh, Instagram at the very least. It's a beautiful, beautiful love story and a love story about like how much they've done for their community and their time on earth. I don't know. It just was very inspiring and um, I can't recommend it enough. Hopefully it'll be on a streaming service near you very soon. Matt Palmer, if yeah. anything, knows how to write a finale of a film. Okay. <laughs> This that is, is the true. second song that of yours true. that has been used in at, to close some cinema. That is true. Art and Pep, and also Devo's available now. <laughs> so, like, you should rename the film Devo's, Devo's available, available now. now. Oh, that's absolutely <laughs> what the film is called. That's now. what it is. Yeah. Um, okay, so should we? And then after that, I was so tired that I just took a nap, which I don't do normally, especially on days where I have to do something later, uh, and got something to eat. And now we're here. And now we're here. And now we're here. Should we jump into the news? We have a lot for all that rambling. We have we just a lot. Did. It's coming. All right. So, um, wh- wh- Jennifer Lopez got married. That's good news. That's good news. That's she, a delicious cranberry in the salad. It is. And they got. She and Ben Affleck got married uh, in Las Vegas. I guess she wore a dress that she had worn in a previous film, and he just wore a suit in his closet. Um, their five combined kids were there, and they got married at the Little White Wedding Chapel in Vegas with four up- other couples at 12.30 a.m. today. She described the wedding as the best possible we- wedding we could have imagined. Wait, with four other couples? Yes. Could you imagine being one of those couples? That's the and being thing. Like, uh, hi. I believe one of them is a gay couple, too. Oh, my God. And we they were just like, get- hi. We, we got to get them on the pod. Like, oh. I have to know what happened there, what that was like, because, you know, I'm. they wrote their own vows. The new Jennifer for Lynn Affleck and it's like are we going with JF I'm sure someone has said that but it feels like that's what we might be doing and also the fact is this all began because when Jennifer Lopez was with A-Rod Madison from Southern Charm openly was like yeah A-Rod flirts with me via FaceTime and that's what started the downfall of their relationship and now she's a married woman thank you Madison thank you not only did you make uh, J-Lo and Ben Affleck's day you made four other couples day (laughs) even brighter because they got to get married it's with true. Benifer. It's true. And I'm sorry, I jumped into that just because that was the latest news. But I would say the biggest news of the week. Well, there's so many big pieces of news. Biggest happy news? Biggest happy news. The Emmy nominations came out. Emmys 2022. Uh, and there were a lot of great things I was so happy to see. I believe Succession got like 15 nominations. And... Uh, there was a lot of nominations for um, Abbott Elementary. I was so excited. Abbott Elementary. White Lotus got about 15 <laughs> nominations in Supporting Actress. <laughs> exactly. White. Lo- I guess I have to see White Lotus, but there's just so many actors, actresses there. I see Squid Game, Stranger Things, some Killing Eve, some Ozarks. Zendaya and Reese Witherspoon are both in the uh, lead actress in a drama category. Exciting stuff. But I have to say. What do you not see? Uh, you Matt don't Moore. see any nominations. I thought for This Is Us, I do actually think there's like a music nomination that Mandy Moore's husband is nominated for because she brought him in to like help write a song. But Mandy's performance on This Is Us, I have been squawking about for so long on this podcast, this season especially. So it just truly breaks my heart that she was not nominated. I'm sure she's taking on it on the chin. They got nominated for like different TV awards, but like I wanted the Emmy for her. I know it's hard. It's, it's a, hard. It's a pill to swallow. But it, the, the thing that's kind of crappy about, or not crappy, but kind of weird about the Emmys mm. is it's like how like good like feelings about a certain show can go downhill so quickly. Right. Like a... a it's so like I, you know, Ted Lasso a year ago, everyone was like, oh, I love Ted Lasso. Yes, right. it got all these Emmy nominations. It got all these Emmy nominations. And then when these Emmy nominations came out, it seems like a lot of people in the Twitter sphere, social media mm. are just like, oh, and of course they had to give Ted Lasso <laughs> a bunch of stuff. It's just like, wait a minute. I thought we liked Ted Lasso. Like, I know. Like, it, it's just so interesting how like 
the tides can turn on a show in, in a second. And that is why I really love the Oscars because it's like <laughs> one and done. That's true. You don't have to be in it for as long. I was excited to see uh, Issa Rae nominated for Insecure, but thought the show itself could have gotten nominated, would have loved that. Um, but, you know, there are lots of nominations that people are very happy about. Uh, and I feel like... Um, uh, two Abbott Elementary members, Tyler James Williams and um, Cheryl Lee Ralph, nominated. I think those are two. It just because the original Dina, the original Dina D- Jones, and she. I don't know if she has ever had an Emmy nomination, and I don't believe he has before. And he was on Everybody Hates Chris since the dawn of time. Mm. So it's just so exciting to see them get their flowers from show a show that's so incredible. I've been watching it again over this week, and I'm just like, man. In just 13 episodes, I feel so warm and fuzzy inside. So, Well, this time next year, people will be like, oh, Abbott Elementary, of course. Even so. <laughs> of course. It's like so because I think of like Modern Family, how everyone was so excited about Modern Family when it started. And then after like its years long uh, bout for winning Best Comedy right. over and over again, people by the end were just like, oh, and of course Modern Family I gets mean, another Emmy. There are exceptions, though. Like I feel like I'm also rewatching Veep at the moment. And I don't mm. think people, I mean, as annoying as it was, as a person who loved 30 Rock to see Julia Louis Dreyfus always win in that category, no one saying Veep got bad. Like no one turned on during its run. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm hoping that Abbott Elementary suffers or suffers, uh, you know, has the same luck. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, I guess we have to go into a weird part of the podcast because some weird stuff happened this week. I'm just going to do a general trigger warning if, if this is about abuse and incest and there are sadly more than one story about this. Uh. So fast forward if you do not want to hear about it, just want to give you a heads up. It came out this past week that Ricky Martin's nephew is claiming uh, domestic violence and incest against him. Ricky is reportedly facing 50 years behind bars in his domestic violence case where the alleged victim is his 21-year-old nephew. Um, The nephew alleges that uh, he ended a seven-month relationship with Ricky. Ricky allegedly did not take it well, continuing to contact his nephew, showing up at his nephew's house. Uh, Ricky Martin has an open marriage. Not sure whether it was, you know, not sure if it happened during this marriage beforehand, but it just is truly dark. I mean, when you said probably like two weeks ago in the podcast that there are some rumors that uh, Ricky Martin has done something that's about to come out. Yes. uh, I don't think... Anyone predicted no. it would be anything like no. that. Like that is a lot. It's a lot to swallow, and it it's is. very hard to read. Yes. Um. Obviously, Ricky Martin denies it. He's. I believe he said that. Um. His nephew suffers from uh, mental illness, mm-hmm. and so I, I. I don't know what to make of right. something like that. It's. It's. It's so much. It's one of those things where you know you hope that. It's a lie just because of the darkness of the story and the mm. trauma that would be inflicted upon this person if it were true. But you also have a part of you that's like, well, I also believe victims, you know, and believe people when they say they've gone through things. So I the reason that I'm hopeful that this is not true is because it just really would sicken my soul if it were like mm-hmm. it's just there are so many people in the world. There are so many men Ricky Martin could be with if he want, and if he's in this open relationship, so many people that are available to him. Let's avoid children or people that much younger than you. Because even though 21 is of age, it's still like the power dynamic makes no sense when you are Ricky Martin's age. And then also just not people in your family. Like, Yeah. And I, I hope that whatever truth there is comes out. Yes. Yes. I hope that, that as is, well. I think that's the only thing and any sh- of us can hope for. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. Um, a second story on this topic. Again, if you are triggered by this kind of thing, fast forward. Errol Musk, Elon Musk's father, has impregnated his stepdaughter. Um, This is uh, his second child with his 35-year-old stepdaughter, who he's raised since he was four. This man is 76. How old is the stepdaughter? Uh, 35. Okay. So is this a consensual relationship? It's a consensual relationship. But it's weird. (laughs) But it's weird. I mean, Morty Allen comes to mind. You know, uh, I, I mean, rich people do weird things. They do. Rich they people do. get I very, just, very, very bored. Could you? <laughs> I just can't imagine the thought process of raising a human being since they were like that young and being like, oh, let's get me. Well, and like, even like the thing with the the Woody Allen, it's like he didn't raise her at all. Right. Like, he said that. I think they said that they only like met once when she was underage, uh, like even everything. So, but so, but this is like raising from how old you said? Four. <laughs> Woo. Woof. That's 
It's roof stoof, guys. And I we just got to get off the topic. I we had to talk touch on it because it would be ridiculous if we didn't. I feel like there'll be discussions about especially the Ricky story for a minute. So that's what's going on if you wanted to know that news. And more, I guess not technically happy news, but happy in comparison. You all must go to the Daily Beast as soon as possible to read the article, the inside story about the Beanie Feldstein, Leah Michelle, funny girl drama. The fact <laughs> that the journalism of the year oh. came from not the New York Times, no. not the Post, no. but from the Daily Beast, <laughs> the fact that. that everyone was talking about this article. you if It's like, honestly, I would never pay for like an article, but if you've somehow used up all your Daily Beast tokens for the month, you gotta buy it. <laughs> you gotta buy this article. It's unreal it's like so many it's just basically a timeline of how this happened the fact that Leah Michelle being the replacement leaked how Beanie didn't feel supported during the show because when her understudy would go on she would promote it and like the understudy was getting such rave reviews on Twitter versus Beanie's performance and I just it's heartbreaking and the fact that she cut off communication with the producers after mm-hmm. that article came out. Oh, it's like after the Gawker article came yes. out that Leah was rumored. Yes. Beanie cut all communication with the producers and that everything had to go through representation after that. And did you see the uh, Instagram or I guess TikTok or something that no. posted the video? No. She posted. She's like, hey guys, so um, I just got back from the ear, nose, and throat doctor and I have tonsillitis and I'm feeling, I think she said she's feeling okay, but she says mm. that it's contagious so she has to take the next couple days off and she's just like, when it rains, it pours. <laughs> like, And she's just like, <laughs> Poor girl. you just have to laugh at this point. And so I'm wishing that girl strength I am for her too. final performances. I yes. believe she's done July 31st is her last performance. Do you think she's already done her last performance? I don't think so. I think okay. she'll come back. All right. Because I, the audience will be supporting her. It'll yes. be a good moment to hear those cheers and hear everyone. And, you know, she wants to, you know, be there for her cast and everything before it goes through, you know, changes. So. Yes. It's it's just there. and we talked about if you're on the discord if you're a patron you have to get on the discord because there's a lot of discussion about this and I really did land on I blame the producers or whoever cast her in the first place like you knew that she was going to be compared so closely to Barbara Streisand which is an insane comparison sure mm-hmm. but if you knew she couldn't do what the part what people were expecting of that part you kind of just set her up to fail a little bit in my opinion and then this whole Leah Michelle thing just feels it just feels gross and it's like I don't know how it could have been handled better besides like if she was just not a part of this conversation at all you know mm. what I mean yeah the Leah Michelle thing is very especially because of how bad that press was around yes. Leah Michelle like I I I thought it would take a long time for Leah Michelle to get roles period let right. alone like the headliner in funny girl on broadway which is why it's like i never want to hear about cancel culture again it's not <laughs> real it's only real in one case which we'll get to in this topics but otherwise no it's not real everyone's gonna be fine and get jobs and you know star in a broadway show and all right I, yeah i i mean but the thing is it's kind of like did the producers not think like hey there's got to be someone else out there who can, because it's like, you know, Leah Michelle is a big name and yes. everything, and I'm sure she'll, you know, ticket prices will go up and everything, and she's mm. obviously very talented, yes. but like, so are other people, and other people are, there are more famous other people. There's got to be a more famous Jewish girl who can really, really sing. But would they garner the, like, I feel like the splashiness of this casting is part of the appeal for them, and they saw people's reactions to her when she popped up on the Tonys, and they were not overwhelmingly negative. And True. so it's like, let's just do it. It's going to make a lot of headlines. It'll get a lot of attention on our show. Um, and speaking of the shows, wait, what happened with... Um, what is the show? Paradise something? Oh, Paradise Square. I don't know the specific details, but okay. it seems like Actors Equity is fighting the producers for um, like sal- unpaid, salaries. unpaid salaries. And there's another union uh, within the company that is also fighting. I don't know. Lighting? I don't know. But another union is also fighting the producers because they were not paid their salaries. So, so fucked I, up. I did not read those articles because yeah. I was too entrenched in the the Leah of course. <laughs> of course. stuff. And I was like, there's only room for one Broadway scandal to this week. Right. Um, so I might brain can't handle that but yeah i do know something is going on with that and it's i believe paradise square is closing today oh it's today i yes. knew it was closing i didn't know it yes. was today uh so yeah. i hope everybody gets paid i know i saw that that producer or some producer is like on a note do not work with list yes and i'm in equity so i now i can't work with that oh, producer. done 
I mean, they're not hiring me anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Chromatica Ball, Lady Gaga's very delayed tour, has opened in Dusseldorf, Germany tonight. Um, it stretches through the middle of September. The uh, set list opens with Bad Romance, which I was surprised by. I know. And did you see that video of her doing Bad Romance? I, oh, I did. In the robot? Amazing. Crazy. Amazing. I was so excited about that. Oh, it just opens so hard. It's like Bad Romance, Just Dance, Poker Race. Three songs that I think could have been the encore. I love that she does Monster. Of course, there's a lot of Chromatica. Alice, Replay, 9-on-1, Sour Candy. I love she does Monster. I think that's a really cool addition. Mm-hmm. Babylon must be amazing. She does Born This Way on piano and studio. There's a little... Um, I guess there's kind of like a piano moment when Born This Way, Shallow, Always Remember Us This Way, and The Edge of Glory Acoustic. Okay. The only thing that I would say about this set list is the encore being Hold My Hand is insane. That is insane. You know, you got to promote the things. But you got to promote the this things. This is like when I went to see Robin and she didn't make Dancing on My Own the encore. And it was a song that none of us knew as the encore. And I'm like, what is this order? Like, why should be my most excited at this very moment? And I'm not. Well, I think what's most egregious is Plastic Doll is not I in mean, there. That is also upsetting. Like, that's one of the best songs on Chromatica. Absolutely. And absolutely the best song on Dawn of Chromatica. <laughs> yes. I agree. There are some, so we would switch things around, but overall the stage looks really cool. Oh, I love, like I saw, I read a thing that's uh, inspired by like brutalist architecture and everything. And it's like, what an interesting, weird concept. Like it's so like, and, and don't take this the wrong way, but like ugly, but cool. Cause it's, you know, like brutalist architecture is like very like concrete and like, right. and so it's, it's really interesting to have that as your idea for a concert and everything. Right. It's, I love it. It kind of looked, I mean, I feel like uh born this way tour from what I've seen was more medieval, but it still had that gray and kind of harsh feel to it. Mm-hmm. So it kind of harkens back to that. I mean, if she can't do anything, she can perform her ass off. So, oh, I, and I'm watching those videos of her in Germany, just dancing. And I'm just like, yes, I love it. Gaga. I yes. Know. And I, she's, I, she was on Instagram live and said something about like, and this is the first time in like, as long as I can remember that I am not feeling pain when I am performing okay. on stage again. Cause I know she had that battle with chronic pain and illnesses and things. And so I love that she's at top tier health wise. And I feel like this tour is going to make a lot of people happy. Hopefully someone's getting on video, HBO, Netflix. We'd want to see it. Oh, we want to see it. Oh, what did she get done? Like uh, some acupuncture, I some uh, I mean, chiropractor. I, I will have to rewatch Gaga five foot two. I don't remember, but she, I feel like she was doing it all and I was so distracted by how hot Mark Ronson is okay. I don't remember what she was saying All <laughs> right, she did speak to that we'll absolutely. watch again and see her methods and, and make sure that after I make this chair collapse <laughs> and I break my, the joints of my body right. I'll know where to go you will know to where Lady to go Lady Gaga's doctor I'm sure very inexpensive it's true it's true uh, and speaking of, of people being cancelled uh, Army Hammer is working at a timeshare uh, see wait he's selling timeshares at a hotel in the Caymans Prior as to working as a timeshare salesman, he was managing an apartment complex. So of everyone who's ever been canceled, the only one who seems like is being hit for a long period of time, long enough that like he has to find different streams of income is Army Hammer. And I believe this was leaked. Like there was a photo, like someone was like, my mom is at this time or like at this hotel and trying to be sold a timeshare and Army Hammer is the salesperson. Then it got like debunked by Variety. And then like a few days later, like, oh no, actually it's true. And it's like, whoa. That is crazy. I mean, how's he broke? Didn't he come from like a very wealthy family? He did. He came from a family, like family money, but I don't know if like he's been cut off from them or like if he's not in some wills or something because he is working for that dollar, which, you know, you got to work. There's nothing to look down upon work wise. Hey, I worked today on a Sunday. I did not, but I work tomorrow and I have to get up early. My work starts at 830 tomorrow. Oh, gross. That's earlier for me. Don't do it. Just quit. I don't think that's a good idea. Just quit. It's just, it's just so rare to see someone be canceled. And it's like. This person did some weird stuff, like with the like carnivalism and all. So, you know, I think he will live a happy and he's still a very attractive cis white man. Like his life's not going to be the hardest thing in the world. And if this is the like recuperation he needs. The thing is, especially because he's a man, I would bet you in 10 years he'll be back in movies. Listen, if Leah, listen, after Leah leaves Funny Girl, (laughs) you know, Army Hammer is joining that stage, warming up his vocals singing I'm the greatest star and people and don't rain on my parade and the music that makes me dance. When did theater, I to hear that. When did theater become the messiest medium? Like we are holding <laughs> housewives to higher standards than y'all are. What's going on? I don't know. It's, a, it's an interesting era for yeah. theater, I guess. Um, but, uh, you know, hey, they got to do something to stay afloat. But, but the pandemic hit Broadway 
really hard. Yeah. So uh, might as well throw some scandals in there to uh, help it recoup, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, lastly, one more thing I want to talk about is uh, Sabrina Carpenter put out her album, um, which is wait, I forgot what the album is called, but because uh, all so, the emails I can't send. Yeah, the emails I can send the song because I like the boy. If you have not heard this song, run, don't walk, listen to it as soon as you're done with this podcast. Finish this all the way through, but then listen to that fucking song because it's a classic. It's amazing. And but if you listen to the album, it's so clearly so much of it has a Julia Michaels esque sound because oh, yeah. Julia Michaels wrote on so many of the songs. Um, and then <laughs> I guess there was a fan account just like reviewing the album on Twitter and like going song by song. And she did write Julia Michaels name and didn't put like stars in any of the vowels. Like we like to do when we're, you know, talking shit on the internet and, uh, said something about like, like talking about some song on the album was like, God, I fucking hate Julia Michaels writing style, but then would go through different songs. And be like, Oh my God, I love this. Oh my God, I love this. And then when she would say the, I loves this, Julia Michaels kept responding, but I thought you fucking hated my writing style. Yeah. I r- wrote all this fucking song. Yeah. I'm like, you you like you liked this? Well, guess what? I wrote on all of these songs that you I, like and everything. Exactly. And it's like, Julia, stop. You have too <laughs> much money for this. Like, you are a wealthy, wealthy woman who has to prove nothing to anyone. Your songs are fucking bangers. Because you all- are like the songwriter of this time. Absolutely. Like the pop songwriter of this so time. So if this lonely Stan like says something rude, you gotta ignore it. As I someone who people get mad at us in our comments a lot, and I feel like we have gotten better about ignoring it sure. over the years. And Julie, you got you gotta get you gotta get with that. Because arguing on the internet will never end while well, she has since deactivated her Twitter. Listen, Julia Michaels wants to create a scandal because she knows they're going to be looking for a Fanny Bryce replacement <laughs> on Broadway. So Julia's up. Julia's Who's first, up. Julia or Army Hammer? Oh, I don't know. They're going to have to battle to the death for it. <laughs> they will have to do it. Um, so wait, are there any other news stories you wanted to discuss today? I have a couple more here, but I don't know how important they are. Uh, well, um, maybe throw one at me and throw- we'll see how important it is. Constance Wu is uh, back on social media. I saw that. That's sad. It's sad. But we wish her well. Yeah. And, you know... My thought in general about if it's fair to make fun of a celebrity on the internet, if they've done something silly, don't tag them. Don't go in their comments. Don't like go to their social media. That to me is bullying yeah. for us. To, Cause I'm sure we made some jokes about Constance Wu when she, cause basically what happened is she, uh, her show fresh off the boat got renewed and she was like, Oh fuck. Essentially like she made it very clear that she didn't want that to happen. We thought it was funny. We said some things but because we, it, it was, Kind of funny. It like, was funny. The reaction was funny. But to target a person and go to their social media that you know they're getting pinged and notifications about, like, I didn't know she was getting DMs from other Asian American actresses being like, you're a blight on our community and yeah. stuff. That's and, horrible. Like, come on. Like, the thing is, like, we were like, oh, it's funny. Yeah. Because she was expressing herself in a way you don't necessarily always see celebrities expressing themselves exactly. and everything. But there were people who were just, like, really digging into her being like, she's, like, so evil and horrible right. and everything. How dare she? And it's just like, guys, calm down. This doesn't affect you. <laughs> I know. Like, come on. Like, get a life. I know. And so that is kind of my line. It's like, even if someone does things that I don't like, of course, on, my, on the podcast that is between us. I will be expressing that. I'm not going to at a celebrity. I'm not going to get in their mentions. I'm not going to get in their Instagram comments. Because, like, what that to me is fully bullying. And, like, I don't think we need that. Even if they're horrible, just disengage. Like, it's like, you know, people we don't talk about in this podcast. We don't talk about them for a reason. Because they will go away if you stop engaging with them. Like, so you writing, like, I hate you, I hate you. And it's just, like, that's bullying and rude and does nothing for anybody. And she didn't do anything to warrant that in the, the slightest. She just was, like, she had a big, ridiculous reaction. And, they're, like, she was a little thoughtless about the other people people working on the show who are happy to still have a job. But yeah, she didn't like... Aren't we all? <laughs> like, aren't we all? Like, we, as I said last week, like, people on Twitter, like, should not be throwing stones. Like, <laughs> literally, they all their accounts basically just trash other people because they have to spew out their opinions. And mm. so everyone looks bad. Everyone just looks bad. It's true. And it's just like, just don't bully people on the yeah. internet, even if they're celebrities. Um, also, uh, Ivana Trump passed away. That is sad. That is sad. So sad for her and people who love her. Uh, and then Britney was singing uh, Hit Me Baby One More Time on her Instagram and really full-throatedly, like doing a different version of it. And she threw a fuck in there. And uh, hit, Where did she throw that fuck in? Um, um, hit, f- fucking Hit Me Baby One More Time? Love I don't remember. <laughs> Something like that. Let's get the like remix that. going. She, and that, of course, the caption was about the remix. She will 
She's never been more pissed, I believe, than when those girls at like Radio Disney Awards or something, those girls did that medley of remixes of her songs and Jamie Lynn did one of them. She has referenced that in like 90% of the posts that we have seen. And it's like, I didn't think that was that bad. (laughs) I guess it was annoying because she had requested like, I'd like to perform remixes of these songs because I want them to have a new life and for me not to be fucking bored on stage and no one would listen to her. But... It was a tribute. They meant well. She's like, they didn't even try to dance. I was like, damn, Brittany, Jesus. So I love her. Love her. She's singing her her face off. Is there another news we didn't talk about that you want to talk about? I don't believe so. I guess to go back to the Lady Gaga thing, I saw in our live chat uh, people where I'm upset that there are no art pop songs. That is upset. In the set list of the Chromatica Ball. And you know how we feel about art pop. You know we love art pop forever. Yes. On the Joanne tour, when I saw it, she at least Mm. did applause. And I was still just like, Where's Aura? Thank you. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? At least we got applause. But no, it is nothing. wild. She didn't do applause. Applause was a hit. Applause was the first single off of Art Pop. Great like you song. would think she would do the first single off of all the albums. Yes, Justice for Art Pop. Justice for Art. We Pop. have a video about that. So it all ends. We we could talk about everything that runs the gamut. Yes. To Army Hammer playing Fanny Dice, <laughs> and we will always end a segment with Justice for Art exactly because that's what's important. Um. All right. So let's take a quick break, and then we'll be back with more Two Game Mats the podcast. Bye or not bye. 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 We'll, we'll be back girl we're back <laughs> he was stretching <laughs> all right so we are back on to email my heart this is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have you can be a part of email my heart if you email us at two game at gmail.com to spell t-w-o yes. or if you are watching this on youtube you can comment below with a question or if you join us in the youtube chat maybe we'll be like hey we only got one email this week what's an email <laughs> what's like a question we can answer Maybe your question could be the lucky question, ladies and gentlemen. So the first email that we got was from our good pal Durga. Durga, y'all need to promo. (laughs) Hey, Matt, two quick things today. One, you need to promo the Two Gay Matt's Listening Party podcast more. I've been listening to your episodes in order from the start and heard about it uh, in one as an Evermore stand. Listening to your reaction was great. Oh, yay. So that the first part wasn't really a question. It was more like a quick scold <laughs> because we, ha- we haven't done a listening party podcast in a while. We haven't. I'm going to put it together for the Beyonce album. So it'll okay. be at the video. It'll be the listening party and all of it. And I must say there are many channels in which we put things out. <laughs> there are a lot. There's, it's a lot. We try to make, you know, reels of things. It's a lot to promo. So, we w- both work a lot. So what you are saying, though, is that Beyonce's album Renaissance will also be the renaissance of the listening party. (laughs) Yes, that is exactly what I'm saying. Guys, July 29th, everything is happening. It's true. Okay, so the actual question from Durga says, Yes. uh, Quick question. Are you planning on watching Where the Crawl Dad Sings? Have you seen it already? Are you planning on watching it? I actually don't know much about the... I think I hear ads when I'm listening to podcasts I like. I hear ads for the film. And I also know that Taylor Swift did Carolina uh, for the... Carolina. I'll never get it right. (laughs) (laughs) You're from the South. You should know how to pronounce Carolina. Carolina. From... uh, Carolina, that's what it's called. (laughs) From uh, the soundtrack. I do not... I, I only watch so few movies that like... So you got to be Marcel the Shell level to really get me. And it's like, I need something like a cuteness or like a Sonic or like something really fun or emotional. I just like the crawdads moment. I don't know if it's for me because I feel like doesn't I feel like there's a story about how someone dies or something and they look into the death or like how this woman knew the person who died, but they think that she killed him and he didn't. That's what I'm getting from, again, the ads on the podcast I listen to. And I, that didn't really speak to me. Okay. Are you planning on saying it? You know, if I am in the situation and someone's like, let's turn it on, I'll be like, let's do it. You're not going to make a day of it. I don't know if I'll make a day of it. You're not going to the movies getting eight pretzels. I, You know, (laughs) I will be getting eight pretzels, but I might not be seeing this That's fair. Um, But I'm not opposed to it. Yes. It might happen, Durga. Uh, and may, I'm sure I'll enjoy it. It's getting like people are liking it. Right? Oh, good. Yeah, I, I think so. That's great. So um, we'll see. We will see. We will see. All right. And then our second email my heart question uh, came from Dr. Woods, our friend and patron. Uh, and she writes, email my heart. Do you find yourselves consuming music and movies differently now that you are influencers uh, that later elaborate? <laughs> influencers should be in quotes. Guys. Absolutely. It should be that later elaborate on your pop culture opinions. Um. The actual consumption of music that we don't plan on reviewing is easier 
than when you were listening to something knowing that we're about to talk about it. Like, I know emotion by Carly Rae Jepsen back to front, but when it's like, oh, we're doing a patron requested video, we're reviewing this thing, and I need to make sure I get my thoughts together. And I think of it as like such a one piece, and we go track by track. Mm -hmm. So it just makes me be like, I have to take more mental notes as I'm listening or watching something if I know we're going to be talking about it in depth. I have to listen to the album like twice and then I need to like read along to the lyrics and everything depending on like the Carly Rae Jepsen uh, like emotion uh, it's kind of like I get the lyrics right away and I get it but like another artist sort of like Like a a Christine and the Queens or Bjork Bjork. (laughs) we got to look at those lyrics and be like okay what were they going for here let me read the Wikipedia page and everything let me do my research so I have something to talk about right um uh, so as far as the patron request album reviews go, I definitely is definitely changed how I listen to albums. But I will say like whenever something new is about to come out or like whenever I see a movie, I'm always like, oh, this is a chance for me to talk about something on the podcast because yes. I have to have it giving me moments. And yes, everything. it's true. So what am I going to talk about? So it is like a little bit of homework that I know I have to do, totally. but it's good homework because it kind of makes me have to solidify an opinion. Yes. Not necessarily solidify an opinion because... I Lord knows I'm wishy-washy as fuck on this podcast, but like I, I, it makes you really think about what you are going to say. It makes you look out for specific things right. and you're like, what's my opinion on this? Let me think about it. And, and you have to kind of analyze your feeling. It's like, I love the song, but then it's like, why, and why, why am I feeling this way? Yes. How does this, does this maybe trigger something in my childhood that oh, we can go through? I didn't know it was that kind of moment that we can go through on the podcast and maybe, you know, you know, cause Lorna's I'm not paying for therapy. So <laughs> We could have a therapy moment on the Two Game Mats podcast. It could happen. I I think honestly the easiest ones to do this are I, I liked when we did like the Charlie XCX listen through mm-hmm. or like when we do the Beyonce Renaissance live reaction. We are going to listen through the album together and like it'll be easier to be like I just heard this song. Let me talk exactly about what I loved about it because it's always the thinking back to the song. I'm like oh wait what was track nine? Which one mm-hmm. was track nine? So when we do that Beyonce Renaissance live stream it will be very easy for me. Those are the easiest but they're also the hardest to edit and like get uploaded and sure. do all. But also the hard thing about those is your immediate reaction to song like when we do our reaction yes. reviews and everything that's sometimes hard because your immediate reaction is sometimes just like oh maybe I don't like this or yeah. maybe I really really like this and then as time goes on you're just like oh wait no I was completely wrong right. I actually love this thing that I originally didn't love that much or like oh actually this thing is not as good as I thought it was <laughs> like you're just like excited but in the moment I think you're allowed to evolve in your opinion like I feel like sure but our- I mean but the the People in the comments do not let you evolve. They don't. But you, I've written, I mean, on my NTU reaction, I, I said it was fine or good or like had problems with production. And it's a perfect pop song. Like yes. There's no notes to NTU by Ariana Grande. And I just wrote another comment. Like, by the way, I update. I love it. <laughs> I have no notes. Every note I had here is irrelevant. Queen. There was that Camila Cabello uh, song that we did. Yeah, we did the review to when she did Real Friends. Yes, and we listened to it the first time. We were like, you know, this is nice. This is like, you know, cute and everything. Yes, and then at, in the middle of me editing <laughs> that video, yes, Matt Palmer just comes out of his room and he's just like, I've been listening to that song Real Friends more, and I was like, I've been listening to it more too. It's and great. we were both just like. It's so fucking great. It's Let's great. go back on camera. And, like, <laughs> and there's like an epilogue in I that know. episode. I think that's so funny that we did that. It is funny. And it's, you know, not to bring it down. Sad we can't do it anymore since we don't live together. <laughs> I know. Exactly. It's like once the video's done, it is done. It's I'm done. in my car. We're across town. We are across town. Things have changed. Yeah. So Matt Steele. Yes. I have a question for you. Yes. What? Has been giving you moments, darling. So speaking of movies, darling, yes. I, told you, I ate my pretzels and I saw a movie. Yes. I finally saw Elvis by Baz Luhrmann, which I told mm-hmm. y'all I was seeing. Yes. And I was very excited because it's Baz Luhrmann, which it can go in all which ways. Yes. <laughs> like Because <laughs> there's always a lot happening in a Baz Luhrmann movie. And that is exactly the case for Elvis. But it is all going in great ways. I feel this movie is so good. It's a. Uh, uh, like it's so interesting because I would not never have pegged like Boz Lerman to be the person to direct the Elvis biopic. Like it just doesn't see like his aesthetic to me is more like pre 1950. You know, I was even shocked that he did the great Gatsby, you know, but to me he feels like more like historic mm. than that. But the fact that he was able to touch on like the fifties, sixties and into the seventies so well in his very specific, unique way was so interesting it's it's just like it's two and a half hours, but it's just like go 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 go. You are never bored. You are always involved. The performances are so good. Like Tom Hanks, 
rarely gives us camp because you know he's like America's sweetheart he's like the Julia Roberts of male actors like sort of and so he rarely just gives us like a fucking crazy character and he is giving it here and I love it oh you loved it because I feel like I'd heard most of the detraction from the film it's fucking great shut up (laughs) like it's it's just like he's on screen and you're just like what I love it like it's it's so bizarre um he plays Elvis's manager who's mm-hmm. like a guy from Holland I believe and he's like this uh gambler and he's you can tell he's robbing Elvis of like all his money and everything and he's just so creepy and slimy and weird um it's it's really great it fits in with the movie so well mm. and Austin Butler is fucking excellent wow. like the thing with um I, movies that are always like very visually stimulating is sometimes um, I feel like with movies like this, you don't really get to know the characters that well because it's all about the visual and the energy and everything, which is great and everything, but I wouldn't call them like actor forward movies or like character forward movies. And so I, I was kind of anticipating that with this movie, but Austin Butler really does ring out like all the humanity that you can find in Mm. Elvis in this very, very visual and eclectic style that Boz Lerman does. And so I think that is so impressive. His, like music performances are really fucking excellent. Wow. Like especially at the end, um, when he's, you know, he's at a piano singing and everything. And I'm just like really moved by th- how he interprets the song as himself and as Elvis, like really, really, really great. Like really, really wow. great. I really enjoyed it. I highly recommend it. Also big brother this week is a mess. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I would like the Elvis movie? I think you'd enjoy it. Okay. I think you'd have a, a good time. Okay. Yeah. And it's not as like punch you in the face craziness as like a Moulin Rouge. Right. Is. Right. Um, it's you. Did you see the great Gatsby? Uh, I did not. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, it's, I would say it's even the movie starts off very hectic mm-hmm. um, in, uh, in Elvis. And then it, it sort of like evens out a little bit by the end and everything. Totally. Um, so I think I think you'd enjoy it. All right. Yeah. I love that. Oh, and I loved musically what they did with um uh they sort of mixed like fifties music with like modern day like hip hop and everything, um, and put that in the soundtrack of the movie. It was just really cool. Yeah, all aspects of it, visually, sonically. Wow, performance okay. wise were really great. Elvis stand over here. I thought it was great, yeah. All right. Uh, well, for me, I just have to say, uh, New Music Friday was the best it's been in a long time for me. Like, you know me, I, as a, someone who is like a, a very much a millennial, you get stuck on loop listening to TLC and like 90s Mariah and you don't jump into the new stuff as easily. But this week really showed me like maybe I really need to get to do it because like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, this emails I can't send album by Sabrina Carpenter. I love all of it. All of it is great. I need to dive into all of it a little deeper. But the track because I liked a boy. Oh my God. Is so beyond fantastic. And it's like one of those things where, yes, we have heard now so many different angles of this love triangle between Olivia Rodrigo, Joshua Bassett, and Sabrina Carpenter. But her song isn't even really about the relationship. It's Mm -hmm. about the crazy backlash that she received. And it's like, is there a chorus that I'm going to like more than one that begins? Now I'm a homewrecker. I'm a slut. Yeah. (laughs) You know? And it's just so like fitting for, I don't know, just like the times we're living in now and everything. And and what we were just talking about with like Constant Swoon and everything. And dare I say a little bit of like the stuff that's going on with Big Brother right now. It's just Mm. like, it's like Like the bullying. There's no, like with like the fans of Big Brother. Oh, I see. And it's just like, guys, like you don't know these people. Like you can think like Sabrina Carpenter did all this stuff. Um, like because she's painted in this light as if she like did it on purpose and everything. And it's like, she liked a boy. Yeah. Like, like that's she, all like, that happened. And, she, and was she like, I guess like, but the thing is, did Joshua Bassett cheat on Olivia? That's been unclear. He, he, we that's can't he didn't, he this. didn't cheat, but she, but he's still a traitor. Yes. I you forgot. know, you know, <laughs> I forgot. Okay. So he didn't cheat and everything. But then um, my favorite line in the whole song is when she goes, when all of this went down, we'd already broken up. So everything yeah. about this, everything you're getting mad and like getting in my comments about is completely irrelevant. Yeah. It makes no difference. And she again said they didn't cheat. And 
it's it's it is it's the thing the constant smooth thing it's the need for people to feel like I need to flood these people's social medias and make them feel horrible and isolated and you know like they've done something evil because I have this view of them it's just beyond like I get voicing an opinion hello we have a podcast we yes. voice our opinions every week but to make sure that it gets to them to like go out of your way to say something horribly negative and to pile on it just feels so unnecessary and weird and like it's one of those things where it's like oof how would I react to that if that happened to me it's like you have yeah. to turn everything off well and it's right? just like the compl- the thing that frustrates me about the, sort of like the social media mob of it all is these people completely disregard the facts that like they themselves are flawed humans as right. well like they act like I could never do this certain thing even mm. Sabrina Carpenter didn't even do anything <laughs> like they're like oh if I was Constance Wu I would never right. like do that and it's like you're literally spouting off your opinions without thinking right now on Twitter and again like, so- my feeling is if you want to do that do it and just write it out If you should probably start some vowels so they can't Google their or like look up their own name <laughs> and see it but to at them is where I have a problem it's mm-hmm. like talk whatever you want if you will get annoyed if this bothers you verbalize it post it whatever but don't make sure that the person that you are posting about sees it and that like I, for what just to ruin their fucking day like I just think that is the bridge too far for me I don't have a problem with you being like the big brother's fucking racist and I hate these people but to go on all their social medias and be like fuck you I hope it's, you die that's crazy yeah it's insane yeah yeah um, and the other album that I wanted to talk about is the new Lizzo album special I the first time I listened to it I gotta say I didn't I thought it was cute and nice and like uplifting, but the more and more I listen to it, I think it's such a cohesive body of work and it's so con- it's kind of in an emotion-esque way, very consistent throughout. Like it doesn't take like a natural album dip at the end, which I feel like, you know, albums do just because and I mean this is album is like 35 minutes, but even still, I feel like um she had a sound that she is um building off of with about damn time and there are so many songs on this new album that I really like as well. There's I think Birthday Girl is one that I really like off of Special. And um, Girls, the second single is good. To Be Loved is a highlight for me. And Birthday Girl. And um, I, I think Everybody's Gay. Break Up Twice. There's a lot of good. Everybody's Gay. I know. It's I got to listen to this. That one's good. That one's basically like girls going to the gay club and being like, do not worry. Do not feel like people are coming for you or like someone's going to like touch you inappropriately. Everyone's gay here. That's <laughs> so funny. Everybody's gay. That here. is so, so good. I need to listen to this album. It's very good. I have to say, I haven't even heard the song that's like going to go number one. I you haven't heard about Damn Time? I've never heard wow. it. Wow. Even the. You Maybe I have the, like. You album, must have heard the like TikTok clip of, in a minute, I'm going to get a little bit of a woman to pump me up nope really never heard it look at him who's this grandma over here exactly how <laughs> dare i have a, a podcast and youtube show where sometimes we talk about music yes so yeah. that album is good it's growing on me it's a very fun listen uh, and i also have to say i feel like we're not talking about demi lovato's new records enough i feel like um the new single substance is so fucking good they killed it they sound so good and also if you watch their performance i think they were on jimmy i don't know if it was jimmy fallon or jimmy kimmel they were on a jimmy show performing the song and those ending back those ending ad libs where she goes up and up and up she is hitting so they are hitting so well i I'm just I, I think this might end up being my favorite Demi album and I feel like there is not enough people talking about it. I feel like Demi is really giving the pop rock big vocal thing like that we got so used to from Kelly Clarkson. Even it harkens back obviously to her, their first album. I just want more people to be discussing Substance and Skin of My Teeth and the upcoming Demi record when it gets released because it's going to be excellent. What's the if, album called again? I forget. Uh, Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Yes. Holy Fuck. That's I, right. You we... love to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I think they are doing excellent work and I want us all to be discussing it. So all right, well, we'll discuss it when it comes out. We can do it. We can do a listening party for that. We could. We could. Uh, the, guys, a listening party renaissance oh that'll be a lot of work this is gonna be it is there anything else you'd like to tell the people before we sign off for the day i don't think so guys guys well next week we are going to be uh remote yes because i will be out of town so we're gonna do how like probably like two months ago we did it where we were separately and sort of like zoom podcasting yes we'll figure it out we'll figure it out we'll try to do that live yeah so stay tuned also happy birthday ellen who told us it was her birthday and yes happy birthday ellen i believe there was uh someone named queen who just said that it was their birthday too so Happy birthday, Queen. Yes. I see that. Queen Danny. Danny? 
Yeah, so happy birthday happy to... Happy birthday, everybody. Yes, everybody, uh, which is very much like the birthday girl song. There's a whole part in the bridge where uh, Lizzo's playing, people being like, hi, my name's this, I'm a Virgo, and my birthday is like September 20th or whatever it is. So, and she's like, every day is somebody's birthday. Every day, that is, every day is a day to celebrate, ladies and gentlemen. That's true. Even when there's crappy stuff in the news, like how we were ta- talking about a little bit. Yes, <laughs> yes. When the Daily Beast just really whacks you in the face you know, with some hard-hitting journalism. You gotta... You gotta remember that it... Today somebody's, is somebody's, somebody's birthday. birthday. Let's celebrate. <laughs> let's let's eat cake. Let's do it. Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching. And we'll be back next week with more Two Game Mats, the podcast. Bye. Bye. 